It's the Benz Brunani womanist Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this Every sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea We are go sipping yo Hard time scrolling for your long shorts You might learn something you never know Collect you find And she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you Someday at Christmas, you dusty pricks will stop sending kalechi bullshit. Your quote tweets and comments only show the growth you've yet to know. Someday at Christmas, your bad vibes. We'll catch up with you and snatch your life. Could be this Christmas that you choke on that turkey wish bone. And as you struggle and fight for air, your friends and family, they won't care. Cause even those hoes know that someday at Christmas time, a bottom feeding skank has to die. <laughs> Wow. Thank you so much. That was the incredible Lewis Harris Tench. Um, we've come to be such good friends um, in the last like couple of years. Literally, I think when Mercury and Venus were retrograde in 2021, I believe. I think it was in December. Anyway, here we are. Like. Lewis, you're an incredible, incredible artist. Please check Lewis out on um, Spotify and all the other places that you check people out, but specifically Spotify. Listen, follow, stream, do all of the things. If you decide to fall asleep while streaming one of the songs, that's totally fine as well. Like just stream it continuously. But this song was Lewis's Christmas present to me. I love Christmas presents before I wasn't the kind of person that really liked gifts I would I would feel like rather uncomfortable like what do you want from me what do I have to do in return sort of thing but um nah like Lewis you smashed it not only are you just the most gorgeous human being uh inside and out that oh that song was perfect because maybe yeah maybe some of you should really choke on a turkey wishbone why not why don't we make that the Christmas number one? Well, I mean, it's too late now. You're listening to this on Christmas Day. And I am recording on Christmas Eve. Yeah, I've been running around. Have you noticed? Well, let me introduce myself before I launch into the things. It's me, Kalechi, the baby girl in the place to be. And you are listening slash watching SYM. Officially known as Say Your Mind. Unofficially known as What What? That's right. Suck your mum. And I think... We might only have like four episodes left, if not three. I should really move this light closer. No, I feel like I'm lit enough. Anyway, um, the visuals won't come out from until maybe midweek. Yeah, but at least you've got the audio. 
at least you've got the audio. Merry Christmas, my G's. Happy holiday, my baby people. Just a baby girl in a baby world. <laughs> Wasn't it great the times that you didn't know I could hold a note? I like singing badly. It makes me feel liberated. Um, because one has a choice, you know, is the thing. Although I would appreciate some vocal training. I think somebody emailed me before and offered me like some kind of vocal training for speaking, like public speaking. So I think they're a vocal therapist. The way that my emails are, like, it really stresses me out. And the universe thinks it's funny because it will do these things like 555-333-444. No, do you not understand that while you're kikiing that you're communicating with me, those are real life emails that I have to go through. And I know some of you have offered your services and I will come back to you in due course because... I don't want, I would, rather than what I don't want, I would really like if in 2024, the maximum emails I had in my inbox was like 10, you know, that's just what I want. So maybe aside from having a PA, I need to have an email like inbox monitor who looks across all my emails and just makes sure that they do not go above 10. And they like call me and they're like, Kelechi, what's your response to this email? Who do I need to forward it to? What needs to happen with it? So they just stay on top of me. Ideally, my PA should do do this, but I feel like she's got a lot going on. So like they just stay on me because part of what my issue is with my emails is that I have... Is it called decision-making fatigue? Like there are so many things I need to respond to that I just kind of like get overwhelmed. So, but if somebody just asked me what I want to respond to the thing, I could just voice note them back what I want to respond and then they respond on my behalf. I would really like that. I really feel like what I'm describing is the job of a personal assistant, but that whatever. Um... I'm feeling cute. I'm feeling cute, looking cute. Um, I mean, I could have laid my edges more, but who cares, right? Who cares? Um, I've got a ponytail on. I've got a ponytail. It's the Think Kink 20-inch ponytail by Ruka Hair. That's R-U-K-A hair. You should know Ruka Hair by now. They're amazing. Um, And I really feel like they need to give it up for the girls with the locks because especially me, like I'm so versatile with my locks as they continue to grow. Like, look at this ponytail. Would you know that I actually have locks? I mean, my hair is braided up into a shuku. That's what we call it in Yoruba. My hair is braided up into a shuku. And then at the top of the shuku, I've attached a kinky, lustrous ponytail. The thing is, I say attached, but we, no pun intended, must use that word loosely. Because there is a wind blowing outside. There is a wind blowing outside. And I'm very, very sure that it is the beginning of the rapture. And it's looking for some of you lot. Not in a good way, because the rapture is like meant to take you to heaven and all. No, some of you, it's looking for you to take you to hell. And I feel like I'm, my ponytail is almost collateral damage. Like the wind is blowing as if it wants to tear this thing off my head. And I didn't even attach it properly. And I recently, well, just before coming to the studio to or my office to record this podcast, I had to pop um, over to Old Kent Road uh, really quickly because I couldn't find pimento seeds and I need it for my curry goat. Um, Sorry, my mind just went into a voice note that Lewis sent me and they said, um, 
enjoy Merry Christmas or something like Merry Christmas. Enjoy your last year as a carnivore. <laughs> and it's so true. And it's so true. And I'll tell you why that's so true later on. But, um, well, carnivore, mm-mm-mm, but we'll see. But I'll explain um, later. But anyway, I had to go to go and uh, get pimento seeds for my curry goat because my brothers and um, my, uh, you know, Dapo's family as well as Sadiq, they're coming over to mine for Christmas tomorrow. And so they sent me a list of all of the things that they'd like me to make. And I guess this is what happens when you're the eldest daughter and your mum decides to be in Nigeria for Christmas. But to be fair, I pretty much always cooked at Christmas from like the age of 10, maybe. Yeah, I think like 10 years old. So um, she says, thinking back on her trauma. Anyway, so they want mac and cheese. Um, Sadiq wants wings, but he doesn't want them to be fried because I don't know if you, some of you, a lot of you actually can't see Sadiq's social media, but he is wedge, like he is hench. Like he's really kind of it's so weird to see like my little, little brother, my little baby brother, like being like, like stacked. Anyway, he wants wings, but he doesn't want them to be fried. So I'm going to be making some lemon pepper wings that aren't fried. And I'm going to make like a lemon pepper um, sort of sauce to kind of um, garnish it with or to kind of pour over it. So he wants that. Um, so that's mac and cheese uh, wings. I'm going to uh, fry up a little bit of red bream. Um then there's the curry goat. I They said jollof rice, but I also want to make rice and peas on the side as well. Um, what else did I get? And also Sadiq was very specific that he also wants this meat pie that they're all obsessed with that I make because um, I use turkey mints. And so he said he wouldn't mind if I could just make specifically for him only his his batch should be 24 pieces. I don't know if he was on the tube recently where somebody was smoking crack, but um, I will not be making 24 for him only. If anything, that 24 will be for everybody. So got to do that. I've got so many things like, and then I've got like baby chickens. So I've got some, um, a few baby chickens I've seasoned um, and I've put them uh, in the fridge as well. So when I get back from recording this evening, and I still need to wrap the presents for the little babs and put up a mini Christmas tree, because I don't really fuck with Christmas trees like that, but I've got to put up a mini one so to keep the festive spirit going and them things there. I bought a wreath. I bought this gold wreath because you know I love gold, but I don't actually know I'm going to put the gold wreath up because I don't have one of them sticky, sticky things. Um, you know that you could just like stick on the surface and then hang something on it. But... I'll figure it out because one of them, you know, bric-a-brac shops should be open for me to get some things for. You know the place where you get the foil? So I'll go there and I'm in two minds about whether to make a lemon drizzle cake. We'll see how much time I have when I get home. It's good because everything is pretty much like seasoned, right? Everything is prepped except for the turkey for the meat pie. So I'll do that when I get in now and then wrap the bits, put out the Christmas, the mini Christmas tree. Um, And I feel like, honestly, that's it. I started stressing myself out because I was like, oh, I didn't buy drinks. I haven't bought enough drinks. Like I've got some drinks, but I need to get more. And I was like, no, actually let these lot bring drinks. They're big men. They're big grown men. They can bring drinks, you know? Um, So I've said like any friends that want to pop by come through because I'm sure I'm very sure that I'm making way too much food, but um, it is what it is. Um, so that's what I'll be doing. So I'm very, very busy at this time. Um, supermarkets are literally hell at this time. 
But boy um, Lev made me laugh the other day I don't even I, Let me see if I can play it to you I didn't know that Lev had decided that Santa Claus isn't real I didn't know this I was minding my business one day The other day literally Like maybe two days ago And he said to me that Hey girl So your homie Santa, not real. So those presents that you're wrapping, you're wrapping for me. So how did we get onto the conversation? He was saying that um, some boxes arrived and he knew that there were presents for him. So he was like, oh, I want to see them. And I was trying to go along with what he's... um, what his uh, nursery had been doing. And I was like, oh no, um, don't worry. Um, Santa's going to bring you your presents. These are just like other bits. And he was basically like, girl, shut the fuck up. That's not what he said because he's not swearing, but let me play it for you. Santa? What did you say about Santa? I looked in my mind. Yeah. Um, but Santa was in my mind. mind. So you he, said Santa's not real? Yeah. My, my, Santa's not real. And he's not coming. He's not real. But and, how did you come to that conclusion? Because, uh, because I don't know why Santa's not real. Who told you Santa's not real? Uh, just think of my mind. You thought it in your mind? Yes. But it wasn't me. I didn't say that to you. No, but, but I think in my not mind, but Santa wasn't real. Okay. All right. Well, so, so Santa's not gonna help you wrap the presents. Only you're gonna wrap the presents till it's Christmas Day, and then Santa's not gonna come. Wow. Just know, and and someone. There you go. He said, "Just know, girl. Hey, girl. Just know that Santa is not coming to do a motherfucking thing. That is all on you." Ah. It's, I find him so fascinating. I find him so, so fascinating. Like, even the way that he described it, like, I looked in my mind and then he kept referring to his mind and he knew where his mind was, like he touched his head and he was like, I was looking in my mind and that Santa's not real. And basically what he's saying there is that I utilized my common sense and critical thinking skills and I've come to the conclusion that Santa is not real. And I had to be clear that I did not lead you down this path because I ain't been saying shit to you. And he said, no, it wasn't you, girl. I ca- I arrived when I no longer was a tenant of your womb and I exited that nun. I knew what time it was, baby. I knew what time it was. He's amazing. I feel like of all the things that I have done thus far and will go on to do in this life, I think birthing him it's like my greatest gift to who like to humanity. Not in a gassed up way, like, oh, my son is better than yours. No, like literally, I watch him and I watch his personality coming to the fore. And I'm like, this guy, this little baby boy, this soul is here on a real tip. He's here on a real vibe. And I pray, I pray for all of our children. I pray for those, the children yet to cross over into this um, physical realm um, and the children that are already here and some who, you know, and, you know, those who have um, passed on, unfortunately, I pray for them all. I pray that whatever they decide to do, those that come back or, you know, those who are yet to arrive, um, those who are here, 
that they achieve it because this world needs to change and it needs to change in a major way. And, you know, that also bring, I can't think about my child, right. Without thinking about all the children around the world, whether we're talking about Congo or Sudan or, um, you know, wherever we're looking at, like Yemen, wherever we're looking at around the world, Pakistan, wherever we're looking at, right. That children are suffering. But specifically when I think about, for instance, Palestine and the fact that 10,000 children have been killed since October, 10,000 children have been killed. And that hurts. Like, how can you think of your child and not think about those who have had their children torn away from them or like entire families like taken out because of this occupier state? This entity So yeah That really really got me Like how are we Doing up Like if you are going to church Today Or you go to church In the next few days Or whatever the case may be Or you've been to church After listening Or before listening to this If your church leader Whatever denomination of um, Christianity that you practice If your church leader Did not essentially say Gaza Miseh Like does not say free Palestine Does not say like The genocidal depravity That we're seeing taking place By these same entities All across the world We need to lock it off immediately They're not saying ceasefire Then what God are you lot gathering to serve? When you talk about Bethlehem, which Bethlehem are you talking about? When you talk about Nazareth, which Nazareth are you talking about? Because left to you lot, left to you lot, Jesus, based on some of the people who are just not doing anything right now, not speaking up in the way that they need to, world leaders, church leaders, whatever the case may be, those who are not speaking up right now, that Jesus would never have existed if it were left up to you. Never would have. Because look at what you're doing. What are you being so quiet about? What? And all the angels sang for him. Which him? He wouldn't, he wouldn't, he wouldn't be here. Like, so really understand that the theme of 2024 is to take a lot of people off the pedestals that you've placed them on because they're not about it. They're not about saying the things that need to be said and doing the things that need to be done. So, I wanted to share that piece of realness after sharing that piece of cuteness. Um, Lev, to me, is going to, is already great and will go on to explore this world and do great things. Not because I'm going to be directing his path. I understand that I'm merely a guide. He has, his soul has its plan and I would just do my best to honour how that plan manifests. Um so apart from that, what else did I want to say? POV. POV is the name of the sketch show that I had written some sketches for. You know, I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago and then I started bawling. <laughs> oh, girl, I'm so emotional. Carl Thomas. <laughs> anyway, that's an inside joke between myself and Kevin Morosky. Um, what did I want to say? Yeah, POV is the show that I wrote my um, sketches for. One of the sketches uh, will be aired on Sunday, 4th, uh, sorry, Sunday, 14th of Jan- uh, January on Radio 4, BBC Radio 4 at 7.15pm. And I'm so excited. I'm just like, 
it's happening. They put out a press release so I can actually announce it. Like I can say something about it. So mark it in your diary. Radio 4. Um, it's happening. So it says here, online comedy creators, Rachel Fairburn, Daniel Fox, Matt Green, Rosie Holt, Emma Jones, Kelechi Okafor, and Vinnie Thomas will be showcased in Radio 4 sketch show pilot point of view or POV. Um, so it's a pilot. So all of you listen, large up the ting. So hopefully it gets commissioned and we can put out the rest of our sketches. Um, the show's blurb explains POV. You're listening to a brand new sketch show that takes the comics making brilliant videos for social media and gets them to write brand new audio only sketches, mixing them all up with rich, immersive sound design. The show is being made for the station by experienced producer Ed Moorish via his production company, Led Mojo. And POV will be broadcast on Radio 4 on Sunday, 14th of January at 7.15 p.m. I'm just so glad. And I won't go into it again. I've already said what I needed to say, but there you go. I I, I think I might be, I could be wrong, but I think I'm the only black woman in that lineup. I think. So again, it took a white producer to be like, upon all the Sally and HRs, upon all of the things that Kelechi's done, all of you black owned um, production companies and um, creators or whatever you are, producers. um, It took a white producer to say, that's talent. Let's get get her in here. The rest of you a lot of you, I wouldn't say the rest of you, a lot of you are so hung up in respectability politics and oh my God, Kelechi might be unhinged, da, 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 da. yet you'll platform people like three shots. Keith, who has single-handedly done so much damage to the self-esteem of a lot of dark-skinned black women out there, almost like definitely incited and and propagated violence against them. If you don't remember one of his tweets, I will bring it back up again, where he said, oh, if you like to hit women, get yourself a dark-skinned black woman because the bruises don't show. That's what he said. And you lot will happily platform those people, but it's me, Kelechi, that's calling out societal and institutional inequity injustice that I'm the problem can you see that the world we're living in is actual insanity it's insanity but I'm so thankful that those who see my talent truly see my talent who aren't threatened by it they're like large up your chest do what you need to do even if like you don't even rate it like use common sense use common sense like I'm a great bet I am a fucking great bet. And so other people are willing to take that bet while the rest of you are hand ringing and oh gosh, collection. Oh gosh, collection. And they, let us not go into 2024 being fucking idiots. Okay. And if you know that one thing or something has my name on it, you better make sure it gets delivered to me. Okay. Because let if you don't, you will just continue going round, 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 and getting nowhere. Oh, I have to remember to say, I was singing Eternal last week and somebody told me that allegedly, allegedly, allegedly that they're homophobic or transphobic. So that's unfortunate. That's really unfortunate. And I wish that black women would do better. But that's what I heard. That's what I heard, allegedly. Um, 
Wow, it feels like there's so much to say, but I've got to keep moving. Otherwise, this episode's going to be super long and I still need to pick up some bits um, from the shop to continue all of the work that I need to do for Christmas Day. Um, Should I get straight into the tarot? What else did I... No, I feel like that was it. Just like... mm, Yeah, let's go into the tarot. Let's go into the tarot because I think I chose um, from a quick skim read. I think I chose... A cute letter and I'll move something around No, let's do it this way Let's do it this this way After saying all of that I had Oh, that's what I wanted to say I remember Okay, so On, was it Thursday? Last week Thursday I went to a party at Hilton Park Lane Hosted by Sarah Niles Sarah, I thought it was like a Christmas party situation, right? I looked really cute. That was my first outing of this ponytail. And I had on this cute skin colored or like flesh colored brown dress. And that had all of these like sparkles on it. Very, very cute. Had my legs out. Um, Before that, went for dinner with um, my womb healing um, practitioner, Laurence, Laurence Sessu. And we had a beautiful dinner to celebrate how far we've come. And I really, really need to big up Laurence because like there is a, there is a thing about those of us who go out into the world wanting to provide some kind of healing, some kind of balm for this world, for the wounds, the wounds that this world are, you know, experience. Even when we are going through our own things and I just want to say, like, Laurence, you are so, so magical to me. You're magical to me, like, in your humanness, not because I see you as this, like, other, simply this otherworldly being. I understand that you are of this realm and you are of many realms. And thank you for sharing your gift with me. I don't think I would be doing what I'm doing, saying the things that I'm saying, had I not been part of this program that you, um, that you offer, um, so many different components to it have helped to heal so many different parts of me or help to, you know, move forward in the healing of various parts of me. And I'm ever, ever grateful for your love and for your friendship. And I really, really encourage you if you've got the the funds to do so in 2024, please, please, please holler at Laurence. Like that work is life changing. It's oh, it's everything from like the bodywork sessions that we do, and the last session that we did, we focused a lot on my sacral region, you know, um, and my tummy where there was like still sort of like grief and pain and resentment really held there. And it was important for me to speak a lot of these things out to like move it through me. And there is a bravery that I found in myself that I think I've shied away from, from so many years, for so many years. I think people see me, they hear how I talk and I don't have like a sort of voice. Like my voice comes with a bit of bass. You see it. So I feel like they perceive me in a particular way and they don't see like the squishy parts of me. I guess it shows more when I have like my brothers and stuff on the show. And it's not for everybody. My squishy wishy side is not for everybody. And I've actually just got to accept that. So some of you lot need to get fog kalechi. But sometimes, what does um, J-Ha say? Fog, but sometimes I want to cuddle. That's a big tune, him and that girl. Um, so yeah. 
um, I found this bravery to kind of express the things that I need to express in the moment. I'm not somebody that likes to do up nonchalant and bravado. If you have done something to me that I believe is unfair, I'm going to let you know that what that thing that that thing that you've done is unfair. You might want to call it mean. You might want to call it this or that. If truth is synonymous with meanness to you, then you are somebody that's living a lie. Yeah. You're somebody that is living a lie and it's, it's not a good place to find yourself because if you live a lie, you're likely to die a liar and a coward. So I encourage us all to start fixing the fuck up. Okay. Um, so why do I say all of that? Because I understand that in certain aspects, there is a need. There is, there is courage in forgiveness. I'm not saying forgive all of the time. I'm not saying race straight to forgiving people, but you don't forgive people. I'm starting to really understand because I remember my therapist from before, um, my, the therapist I used to go to when I was working through the emotions around my um, pregnancy loss and just the tempestuous, tumultuous um, dynamics that I had to deal with around that time Like just so many people were moving mad And I said I harbored a lot of like Hatred and resentment and contempt Towards them in my body And I just know that somebody will say Oh you need to forgive them And she was just like you, What forgive? Why? You don't have to rush to forgive You don't have to do anything You don't have to do anything Whatever you need to do Will make itself known to you When that time arrives So um, see, that was the siren saying I'm onto something here. So I'm going to finish that thought. I see that even the people that we don't like what they're saying, even if they're saying it from a quote unquote mean place and a nasty place, sometimes even our naysayers are our soulmates because they'll say something that triggers us into action, action that we might not have taken Um if it were not for their, their comments. Why do I say this? Because I had to get to the point where I could say, you know what? I forgive Nadine White. Why did I say that name specifically? Well, remember that I was a, I said that there was a journalist that said to me, it's not like you're a household name, right? Another black woman said to me when they were, um, with misinformation about to jump on a bandwagon um, of a vendetta that one fucking prick, one dusty cunt had for me in 2021. Was it 20? No, so 2020. They're about to jump on this bandwagon. 24 hours later, everybody's retracting their statement because they realize that this one, this wayward bitch that started the whole thing, she just has a weird obsession with me. And I, I, I think that now she's calmed down. I can't see whatever she posts because I've blocked her. And once I've blocked you, you no longer exist in my reality. That's it. You just no longer exist. Um, so I don't know what she's got going on over there, but if there, if I think she might be vegan, because I was going to say if they're them turkey wishbones going, like load it up, baby, load it up. But I don't know what she's got going on over there. I haven't worked towards forgiveness for her, right? But Nadine White, Definitely. Why? Because she reached out. What well, I say reached out as if it was loving. She sent an email and said, I'm going to be writing an article on these um, allegations against you that you're doing this and you're doing that and you're doing this. And I was astounded because I thought we were cool. And I've 
posted like her work and even when we were working at the people that we felt should receive this um grant or this these funds that we've managed to raise to support black people um through you know what was happening with lockdown and things like that she was one of the people that we were like yeah you know we should reach out to her because she's our next person there was literally a list and it was in fact Rihanna my friend Rihanna that had suggested her only for us to now receive well yeah for us to receive this email um separately and I'm responding to the email and I'm like raw um Nadine this is wild because I've supported you so why would you think that I would do something underhanded I've only ever been about community I've only ever been about doing what's right and I'm sorry that Scarlett didn't write everything the way that she was meant to write it but like what are you doing right now she responded back and she said what your little dibby dibby retweets um how am I meant to know all of the things that you do um you mentioned doing workshops with the police aren't you getting paid for them um how am I meant to know the things that you do it's not like you're a household name and when I was angrier I protected, I didn't say her identity. So even in my anger, even in my dislike of her behavior, especially when just before I blocked her, I saw that she posted that day after our little back and forth. I had to go to the person that was her boss at the time and say like, rein your girl in because this can get very sticky for everybody imminently, like expeditiously lock off the ting. Lo and behold, that, article did not come out because there was no basis for it and there is a long list of people that one day I'm going to sue don't be one of them so that was that but I remember seeing on her page where she wrote um you and your something like your dirty obia cards and so that's somebody I guess that's tussling with their own spiritual path at that point, I don't know where she's at now Because again, if you're blocked, you're not in my world, right? I don't have a clue what you're doing So even when people are like, oh, this article's being written You'll see that you're always met, met from my end with a respectable, with a respectful silence I just don't acknowledge it I won't, indirect, I won't do anything I will just, like, not acknowledge that you exist And in order to make that happen, I'll also lock off other people Block other people that are likely to try and push you into my realm or into my reality so, um, yeah, that was a very, very painful time And I was really upset about it But I remember saying on the show that I promise you By the time that we hit the 31st of, the De- uh, of December of this year Or if, like, I think that's what I said That you'll see that I'm a rascal household name And that would have taken us to December 2020 And then December 2021 And then December 2022 And then what happened? What happened recently? Was it um, September? Was it September 2023? You were at the Guap Gala You were at the Guap Gala When they named me Cultural Hero of the Year Right? And so I have to understand that even in your weird space that you were in Where you thought this is the day This is the day that Kelechi's done out This is the day that we're getting Kelechi out of here Let me let you know that that day is never coming It's never coming I am kept under the wings of the Most High I am protected, divinely so So Whatever day that you're looking for That's my proverbial or alleged downfall 
that is that is that is the material of fiction. <laughs> that is the material of fiction. That is not that is not going to happen. But had you not said that, I don't think that something would have been sparked within me to be like, I'm not a household name. First of all, which households are you talking about? So you're basically saying that because white people across the board, the white British public don't know my name yet. Or a lot of them don't know my name yet that I, I, I'm then fair pickings for disrespect. It's very mad, isn't it? But that became a sort of fuel for me because you want households, baby. I'm going to give you fucking households. And that's exactly what I've done. Cultural hero of the year. You couldn't sit in the room. Whatever came up, you needed to leave that room when I was going on the stage. That's what I heard. That's what I heard. And that's Psalm 23 for your blood clot. Because God will continue to prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. And what I think is missing there is that I will only receive that feast if I'm willing to therefore exercise the humility to then share the feast with you. Because I have to understand that when Jesus said, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. He was talking about your bumper clock. And how can you say, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. And then me, like if you're, if, if Jesus was saying like, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. And understanding that he is this direct line from God to us. He also understood that he needed to feel that forgiveness too. And maybe he knew that God was going to while out on his behalf. And God's just disappointed, like, guys, like, you're really, really taking many, many L's, ancestral L's for no fucking reason. But that's by the by. This is why I should be a preacher, because my church would slap. Yeah, my church would go off. And it looks like T.D. Jakes is facing some hard times. They're imminent in 2024. So I might need to step up. I might need to step up in another place and give you my... I don't even want to say Sunday sermons because that one over there has his things going on as well. But um, yeah, I just have to say, you know what? Even you in your waywardness and your mean spiritedness at the time, even you are my soulmate because had you not said that, maybe there wouldn't have been this fuel in me to be like, okay, all right, let's get it popping. And it wasn't even that it was a direct response, but you see when you said it, what happened was I said it and then those who support me, they started saying it and then it became a thing. Everyone started saying Kelechi, household name, household name, household name. So what you meant for bad, God used for good over my life. And I need you to understand that if you're listening to this right now, what you mean for bad over me will only ever be used for good by God. Like sometimes you, and I, I feel like this is a message for us all. Sometimes random things will happen that feel so painful and you're like, why are people chatting me? Why are people doing this? Why are you people doing that? Sometimes the people who perceive themselves to be your haters, that perceive themselves to be your naysayers, um, whatever the case may be, they will take your name further than people who support you. They will, because the, what energy is energy how it moves through somebody's body as it navigates their trauma, as it navigates how much they've learned about themselves is a whole other thing. Energy is energy. 
right? So this energy that, oh, there is greatness spoken over my life is moving through you, but it's moving through you based on the, your limitations and your capabilities and your understanding. That energy still needs to move through you to continue to take me where it needs to take me. So you're going to be with that energy moving through. You, you're going to be chatting my name in places, not realizing that, that, what did they say? I think it was in John, um, um, first there was the word and the, in the beginning there was the word and the word was with God. Like there is power in like, when they say that we can, our tongue can um, speak life and death. When you give life to me by speaking and speaking and speaking about me and that frequency carries through this universe, all you are doing is attracting more to me because I will transmute whatever energy is coming my way, baby, and it will work in my, it will work in my favor. So this is my public declaration that the other day, I don't know whether it was in Insta stories or in my, um, on the podcast, I said, I'd like us to stop using the household name, um, Monica, because I don't want to give it any more power. We've enjoyed our time with it. We've repurposed it. We've changed the, the energy around it and we're moving on, right? We're moving on. And so for that to have a firm line drawn underneath it, I need to say that while I was disappointed in you, Nadine White, as a black woman to try to come at me in that way, come at me mad, come at me wild, whatever the case may be, I forgive you because even in your discombobulated behavior, Something happened in me An alchemy took place in me Where I took your shit And I turned it into gold So I thank you for that And I forgive you Let's move on Like you don't need to address this Definitely don't talk to me I won't talk about you henceforth Because I never mentioned your name Up until this point But in order for me to free myself of the thing That's why I'm mentioning you And I just want to keep it moving from here Um, There are other people I should probably mention In my personal life But I won't Because I'm just we're just forward moving. Why did I, so I say all of that to say, I went to look at me, I came off tangent, but I'm going back. This energy of me needing to just draw a line under things meant that when I went to Sarah Niles's party, I thought it was a Christmas party, but it was to celebrate her second Emmy nomination. Sarah Niles is such a beautiful soul, such a beautiful, beautiful woman. From the moment I met her, I think we were um, doing something. I think it was um, Tata story time. We were both recording a story for a children's story, um, a black children's story for that. And we met um, when we were doing that. Um, Tata story time, that's what it's called. Um, And we just vibed and it was beautiful that she knew of me and she appreciated and loved what I was doing. And same for me, likewise. And I love that her second Emmy nomination is for Ted Lasso because you lot know I fucking love that show. I love Ted Lasso so much. And I love that Sarah plays the therapist in that show. And that's what she's been nominated for. So yeah, I went to her party and um, somebody else came along that I'd been meaning to talk to for a while Like we see each other and it's civil But there's something underlying Let me tell you, when we sat down to chat Way more than I expected to learn came out of that situation In ways that I could not imagine My mind was blown And I love that it felt like closure. I know that I've talked about it in the past and I've gone, there's no such thing as closure except for the one that's on your wig. You have to give it to yourself. But in that moment, I felt like that's it. 
we've done it. We've we've said what needed to be said because I was just like I would really like us to talk. I know that in in on the surface of things we seem perfectly cool and rare, rare, rare. But I feel like there's this thing that we haven't addressed between us, and I'd really like us to address it. And we did, and it just felt so beautiful and so free and um, so freeing, liberating that it showed me that that's it, that is the path that I want to continue on not just calling out the things that I see that go unsaid in society but looking at personal dynamics um even industry dynamics and saying what needs to be said so we can keep it popping you know um and I was really really grateful that it was so well received um by this person so so beautifully received and and we could we said that we both felt the energy shift and that we want to we want to explore what this looks like for the both of us. We want to explore what this feels like, um, this new space. And I'm just grateful to God. I'm grateful to God. I'm grateful to Laurence um, for the work, the journey that I've been on with her, the journey that I continue on with God to, to release things. Because my biggest thing really is whenever anybody reads for me, whenever anything, 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 it's always like you need to forgive you need, but not just other people, you need to forgive yourself. And I realized that it's not just this self that I'm experiencing in this life, but maybe other lives, maybe, maybe, but even in this life, I have to forgive myself for the things that I didn't know. And some, and that is what, when I talked about the things that I talked about on the episode last week, when that foolish prick was tweeting at me, it was that reminder that there was a part of me that felt shame and anger at myself for for what I did not know and how I did not do better. But you can't know what you don't know, right? And there are so many instances of that in my life and learning to forgive myself so I can move forward on this path that I'm on, whatever it turns out to be, um, and move forward confidently. So that's my Christmas gift to you lot, like my random sharing of all of the things that have kind of been ruminating in my consciousness and my subconscious thus far. Um, it's been it's been real. But one of the things that helped me is that there's this wonderful woman called Marla. She's a healer. Well, we're all healers, but I'm using the term loosely because, you know, like there's some dickheads out there that call themselves healers. But anyway, Marla took us through this exercise that I'd like to take you through. If you don't have the space at this time, maybe you're listening and you're doing something and you're driving. This is probably not a good time to do that because I'm going to ask you to close your eyes. So, yeah, if you're operating machinery, probably pause the pod, uh, podcast and come back later. Whew, okay. So I did this visualization exercise with her that I think was one of the things that unlocked something within me and made it made it easier for me to identify what is for me and what is not for me. So let's go. Now, find somewhere comfortable, somewhere you can chill out, where you can pro- hopefully if you can lay down, that's good. But if you want to sit up, that's also fine. Whatever makes you feel comfortable, right? So as you're taking this time to be with yourself. Just take notice of your breath. Don't try to control it. Just take notice of the breath coming in and out. Now, as you're taking notice of the breath, imagine that the breath is light, a beautiful colored light, whatever light color that you like. And you're breathing it in. 
And then when you're breathing out, you're just releasing things, thoughts that might have just found themselves kind of sticking to places inside you. And you continue to breathe in more of this light and it continues to just melt these things away that feel sticky and allows you to breathe them out into the air to release them. Now, not only are you breathing in this light, but at the top of your head, the crown of your head, light is also traveling through. Same colored light traveling through from the top of your head in through your whole body, through your head, your neck, your chest, your tummy, your groin, your root of your back, making its way through your limbs, energizing you, cleansing you, invigorating you. Now, visualize or see in your mind's eye a field. You can choose what color the grass is. You could choose what color the sky is, whatever takes your fancy. It's a beautiful, lustrous field. And you start to walk. You start to move through the field. You're walking somewhere. You're walking somewhere. And you feel good in yourself as you're walking to this place. You feel good and you feel hopeful as you're walking to this place. And then you get to the place. It's the house. What does the house look like? It's a beautiful house. Absolutely stunning house. What does it look like? You love looking at this house. It just looks amazing. The sun is shining. It just looks amazing. So you go to the front door of the house and you knock and you wait. But you don't have to wait for long. The person that opens the door is you. The person that opens that door is you. And they're smiling. They're smiling because they are actually living the best version of your life. With all the choices you could have made, they made all the choices that get you to this point in this beautiful home. They're there and they are smiling. They are so joyful. They feel so much peace. What do they look like? The you that's opened this door, that is smiling, that feels so much peace. What do their eyes look like? What does their nose look like? Does their mouth look like? What does their hair look like? What are they wearing? And so they invite you in. They invite you into the home. And they take you into the kitchen. They invite you to sit down. They're so happy to see you. They're like, Ram, look at you. You look wonderful. Welcome. Come through. And they take you into the kitchen. They ask you to take a seat. So you take a seat. And as they're talking to you, they're cooking. What are they making? This version of you that's living 
the best outcome of your life. And as they're talking to you, they say to you, what is it that you'd like to know? Before you leave, before you leave here, what is it that you would like to know from me? What do you ask them? Whatever you ask them, they can answer. They might not give you the ins and outs, but they can answer. What do they say back to you? What does this person that's living the best version of your life, you that's there in this beautiful home, feeling so much joy, so much peace, you're just looking at them and they're glowing. What do they tell you about the thing that you've asked them about? Once they've given you this advice, they're like, oh, you've got to go now, haven't you? And you know, you know, you've got to go. And so you hug them. They hug you tightly. They hug you deeply. And they let you know that they're so proud of you. And they see you to the door. The door closes behind you. And you walk back across that field. As you're walking back across that field, how do you feel with the information that they've now given you? And as you come back to yourself now in whichever room or place that you're in, having gone on that journey, whatever they told you, that's what you need to, that's what you need to get on with. What they were eating, that's an indication maybe of changes that need to be made literally or symbolically. What will it, what will it, what will nourish you spiritually, physically? What will nourish you? What did the house look like? Remember that. Not because you need to have that, you know, exact place, but there was something about it. Where was it? You know, like think about the angles, think about all of these things. When they took you through, pardon me, when they took you through the house and they took you through the kitchen, Think about the environment that you were in, what the whole place looked like. That's giving you an idea of the kind of place that will bring you comfort, that will bring you ease. I remember doing that exercise with Marla and honestly, it changed so much for me. Not straight away, but I was, soon after I was experiencing certain things, interacting with certain people and knowing almost immediately this no I don't want to be near this nope 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 this needs to change that needs to change because when I saw me when I saw me in that visualization everything made sense like my hair made sense my 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 skin made sense certain decisions made sense and not everything that I saw not everything that I was told I have yet to implement but one of the things that even she said was baby for you to get where I am you're going to have to learn to forgive yourself. So I offered that 
And these are some of the things that I want to explore more on my website from February. We're moving on. SYM has had its time. People will find it when they find it and they'll be able to go on this massive journey from the end of 2017 to 2023. 20, uh, they'll be able to go on that whole journey. And then hopefully once they finish that, they'll come and join us on the website. But we're moving on, baby. Like there are other things to be done. So I hope you enjoyed that. And do let me know in the YouTube comments as well as the Spotify comments. Apple, I don't think allow comments, but also tweet. Let me know how you found that um, exercise. And um, you could do it um, as many times as you want. Because actually what it's helping you to do is to tap into your higher self. Your higher self, if you imagine that there's no past or future, there is only now, right? There is only ever now. So the you that's experiencing another now that that is your optimal now they can still advise you because there we communicate intradimensionally or interdimensionally so get the advice from your higher self the answers are always within you it's not that you need to be taught them you just need to remember them not me and my woo-woo bag. Oi, oi. Oi, oi. Oli, oli, oli. Oi, oi, oi. <laughs> my sort of spiritual um, teachings will be so, are so, so wayward. But we love that for me, don't we? All right. So here's the tarot question um, for this week. Hey, baby girl. I've attached my birth chart twice to be sure. Haha. <laughs> Can't miss out because the internet decides to play up. My question, life has been a fuckery since dad passed away in November. You sent this in, okay, September. So not doing bad. I'm sorry for your dad's passing. Um, I currently work as redacted. We work closely with the government and I feel like I'm out of my depth, which is wild because I was headhunted for the post. So they must have seen something in me. I've always had the worst relationship breakup. Um, I've always had, I've also had the worst relationship breakup and it's a relationship that should have ended sooner, but I was in the thick of grief after dad. It did a number on me. As I write this, I'm at my friend's wedding. Her and I have done most things in life together and I can't believe here I am in my thirties, single and feeling dead inside. Is there any hope for me in love? And in Korea from a fellow baby girl. Thank you, baby girl. Um, I'm just looking at your chart. Thank you for sending it twice. <laughs> um, just trying to see where your son is. Okay, son. Why now, girl, why did I just know that your son was going to be in Libra? The moment you said, I've just gone through a breakup and da, da, da. I was just like, baby girl's a Libra. I just know it. I'm going to talk about the story later. But last night I went to Shiesty's watch party. We were watching the Day of Reckoning, the boxing matches in Saudi. That were being televised from Saudi Arabia. Anyway, um, I went to that to support her. Um, and her initiative uh, for, you know, boxing and um, getting more women into boxing and that sort of thing. But I, while I was there, I was talking to another woman who was um, attending and she was a Libra having recently um, 
filed her papers for divorce as well. I was like, what is it with us Libras and just being like, yeah, we've got to, there's more of the world to explore. Let's get to it. And not even in a kind of salacious sense. It's just that there is a growth that you you almost can't stop it. You can't fight it. It's happening within you and through you. And you just have to make the changes in order to be able to move forward. So once you said that, that, oh, I've just had this breakup and I looked at the date and I was like, yeah, South Node in Libra, a lot of Libras going through similar things. Um, if you're a Libra happily in your thing, ignore us. This has got nothing to do with you. Um, so that, yes, yeah, so that's interesting with your Libra son. So you're fine, baby. You're fine. Um, it's interesting because that Libra son kind of falls into the 11th house of um, humanitarian work. So your career wise, you are where you need to be. Damn it. Jupiter and Leo. In the 10th house, girl, be for real. Like, girl, there is nothing. Well, of course, there are things to be sad about. I know that your dad has passed, you know. But when I'm looking at your career, your career is nice. Like, Leo, we talk about Leo being the sign of fame. The 10th house is the um, house of public vocation and public facing roles. Um, And you've got Jupiter there, the planet of expansion. And magnif- like magnifying Like in some cases excess You're never going to run out of um, Roles That's why you were headhunted And you're going to get he- headhunted more In um, 2024 as well Like there, there'll be a demand for you And you will have your choice But what are you going to pay And um, what are you going to pick Because we make our choices Based on what we think we are worth Whether professionally or personally So if you aren't content where you are in the role that you're in that's because you know that you should be doing something else that you deserve more so you 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 just need to put it out there and more will come um that ooh that moon and capricorn and then we've got saturn and capricorn and saturn rules um capricorn and we've got neptune in the third house as well you, i i you i would say consider I don't know if it's your bag, but I don't, maybe start. I don't can't believe I'm saying this because I already think there are too many microphones out in the world. Maybe consider starting a podcast or a show where you help people because I don't want to bait you up. Where you help people based on what your work is, like what your what your field of expertise is. Do a podcast about that because more black people, specifically black women. Need more podcasts based on what you do in your job. It's so important for us and our well-being. Really important. And I don't think we've got like a black British one that does it. We've got, I think, a very well-known American one, but we don't really have a black British one. And I say that because your third house is stacked. So you've got the moon, you've got Neptune, you've got Saturn. In there, and you've got the North Node in the third house, and the third house is like, you know, um, how we change people who are close to us, or how we interact with people who are close to us. And with that Moon in the third house, people feel safe with you, which makes sense based on what you do. Um, and the North Node being there, that is is something that you are meant to work towards, that you're meant to strive for. And I just think that you'll be sick at it. Yeah, I really, really think that you'll be sick at it because directly opposing this is. Um, Chiron, which is the wounded healer, 
you've got that in cancer so and cancer usually you know the sign of home um family friends that sort of thing or family rather and safety security and um cancer is ruled by the moon so the moon is opposing the sign of its rulership so i would say that's one thing that i would um, suggest because i think it would alleviate probably the things that you want to say and how you want to help. I get this sense of you strongly wanting to help people and not feeling quite so much like you're able to do it in the current role that you've taken. The role has prestige. It's a big title, but you just don't feel like you're, you're doing work. It more so feels like you're just managing people. Um, and that can be frustrating sometimes. So I would say really, really consider that because you are meant to be of service to humanity and you are meant to do it kind of in the role that you're currently in but to just consider other avenues or various avenues not just doing it one way so anyway let's look at the cards as for the um um oh that's interesting because we're gonna have saturn opposing our sun in libra at some point in 2025 or something so yeah so something's going to change in your work dynamic because it's going to go into your sixth house of work and career in health. So make sure you're taking care of your health. All of this, and this is even, you know, what I had to take note of for myself. We need to prioritize our health, especially when we, um, we care a lot about how we are reflected back to ourselves in the relationships that we're in as Libra sons. So if somebody is going through something and we feel like, oh, we're not able to help or, or fix as it were them, um, we take it really personally when actually that's not our job to do. So um, that can really impact our health, our physical health, our mental health, that sort of thing. So I know that something I've been working a lot on is boundaries. Like what is yours to carry and what is mine to carry? I can't be carrying like everybody else's thing on top of my own. And at first you feel selfish, but you understand that no, like you just have to let people be like, this is a life or death situation. Um, the more we stress um, the, our thought patterns, stressing about situations and whatever, it will impact ourselves. And then when we're ill, then what are we doing? We haven't lived life because we've been, you know, worrying about other people or in some cases like crying over man. Nah, please, let's all be serious. Let's all be guided. Okay. Um, so let's see. Yeah. So the cards we've got here, we've got the three of cups that came out for you. And we've got the magician card in reverse. And we've got the two of pentacles. And we've got the judgment card. So I already feel an energy. So I'm just going to tell you what I've picked up from these cards so far. I'm picking up because of the three of cups. People usually see the three of cups as like a celebration and things like that. I'm picking up that this person that you were with, I would strongly lean towards the fact that you weren't the only person that they were seeing, but you were aware of this. Right? And because of a place of like feeling powerless or feeling like maybe you could change their mind eventually, because we've got the magician card here in reverse, maybe thinking that you could change their mind eventually, or they were kind of manipulative in a particular way um, where they weren't being clear about what the dynamics were between this person and them, or maybe do they have, I'm not really getting a, 
um, I haven't picked up anything that would infer that they have a child with somebody else, but they weren't really clear to you about what the dynamic was or um, with this other party, or maybe you were the other party. Like you were the new addition, basically, or whatever the case may be. Um, but they weren't super clear, which is why we see that magician in reverse. They were trying to kind of be subversive with the power that they were wielding. And then because you didn't feel like you had much power in the dynamic, um, you were kind of there waiting to be chosen because we've got the two of coins. We've got the two of pentacles here. You're waiting to be chosen. You were waiting for them to make a decision. And so then the decision, the judgment, I guess it were, um, as it were, when didn't go your way. Um, maybe they, they went the other way. And so then we've got the four of pentacles at the bottom of the deck here. Um, sometimes it's not worth holding on to um, people um, and holding on to situations that don't show us our true value. On a particular, I remember seeing this post the other day that I shared on my close friends where it said that on a level that, that there's a certain level where the people who disrespect you are asking you to let them go because anybody that respected themselves truly, that was kind of committed to knowing love deeply would see that there is no space for the current level of disrespect. So on an energetic level, they are on, on a non-verbal level, they are asking you to let them go. Hence the disrespect, hence the juggling of two valuable um, or seemingly valuable things like, oh, well, from this person, I get this. And then from this person, I get that. You're not somebody that anybody should have to second guess your value. They, you're not somebody that anybody should be umming and ahhing over. Like I'm looking at what you do, not just your, it's not really about just your job title, but I'm just looking at what you do, looking at your chart. Like you're a big somebody like, and if you don't see that currently in your immediate reality, it's about to get very wild, very, very soon for you. Um, so with that Libra, um, son, I do feel like you'll likely meet people through friends. Um, so there's so much still to go for you in terms of love. You'll likely meet people through friends or you'll meet people through technology, not necessarily just the dating app, but you're likely to meet people um, or meet somebody, the some like somebody worth being with. I don't like to be like the one, but somebody worth being with that you can invest with. You're likely to have options come through to you through doing more humanitarian work. Yeah, the high priestess comes out for you. Um through doing humanitarian work or through friends. So this tells me that you need to go out more, which is also why you've probably seen the three of cups as well. Like you can't let your work just be your entire life. Some of you will go to work nine till not even five. You'll go to work nine till nine, nine till 10. And then you'll be talking about, oh, I can't, I can't meet anybody. Well, how did you think that was going to happen? How did you think that was going to happen when you're doing up Sally in HR? Like be for real, get out there. Go and live life. Exactly. Knight of Wands. I feel like somebody maybe with an Aries placement, a fire sign or whoever, somebody's headed towards you as the high priestess who values what you bring to the table. They value your knowledge in the field that you're in. So you don't have to worry about, please do not worry about man. Like you are totally fine. Career wise, you're also totally fine. So there's nothing. I know it can be painful, like being at a friend's wedding and seeing like th their love being, um, 
I don't want to say consummated because you didn't see them shagging on top of the cake. But, you know, like you see them moving into another stage of their relationship and you're like, rah, look at where I am. And it's funny because this, I literally write something similar to this in the upcoming, in the upcoming novel about like, wow, like my character sat there thinking my things just ended and then new things are beginning for my friends. Like what's happening in my life then? So I think you'll really enjoy it once I kind of neaten it up. And then we've got Blessed in Reversed from the Wisdom of the Oracle deck. And we've got um, Regeneration in Reverse as well um, from the Wisdom of the Oracle deck. And what I get from this is that you're not seeing the blessings in people being removed from your life. You're not seeing the blessings in letting go. And sometimes you need to consider that God loves you so much. The ancestors love you so much that they will drag out of your hands what no longer serves you. You knew yourself that the thing needed to end, but you were like, oh, well, no, with the passing of my dad, that's why I didn't get on with it. So life got on with it for you. The thing is, life is not going to wait for any of us. If something needs to be gone, eventually, it's either like, we know when I talk about the tower card. So even though I feel like the regeneration card is similar to that tower card. If you are not going to do what needs to be done, sometimes life will do it for you because life keeps moving and does not have time for your dilly-dallying. Like, you know that this, this path is what you need to be on to experience the best life that you can, that you can have, that you can currently imagine, yet you're not doing the things because you're like, oh, well, this thing over here is happening. So that's why I haven't done that thing. Don't disrespect the creator by refusing to co-create by refusing to participate in your own life because not making a decision is also a decision. So, and I also believe that love directly interacts with um, our career. You can't say that you're a worthwhile career person. You're, you know, that you're doing what you're doing when in your personal life, you can't make the same executive decisions. And I keep, my eyes keep getting drawn to the number two, 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 when I'm looking at this for you. So maybe it's the number that you're seeing a lot of, but that too is telling you that you are, this is a state, this is a period of growth. This is a period of um, more intentional alignment with life. Um, Lots of things are going to change from um, when we enter Capricorn season. And you've got a lot of planets in Capricorn. So a lot of things are going to change for you and things probably will be revealed about your organization. So if you know that your organization that you're currently with is moving bookie, you should start looking for somewhere else. It says here, as mad as I might've moved previously, I trust myself to choose well this time. That is the card that came out for you from the wisdom, uh, sorry, from the Dickhead in Recovery Affirmation card deck. And I think that that's important. It goes back to what I was saying earlier. For me, I have to, I'm on this path of forgiving myself um, for various things. Just, it, it might seem insignificant to the average person, um, but I feel like there's even an aspect of me that kind of holds myself responsible for the abuse I experienced as a child. I, I, I don't know, weirdly holding myself responsible for things that were out of my control um, and forgiving myself for Um, behaving towards myself in the way that I behaved, thinking in that mindset that I was responsible for the things that happened to me. You know, you kind of turn in on yourself. And um, ayahuasca, all of these things um, have been um, really, really useful in me moving through these um, feelings. So you need to remember that, that as mad as you might have moved previously, staying in this dynamic that wasn't ideal, 
trust yourself to choose well the next time. So this isn't about whether you will have um, love is whether you are going to trust yourself to fully experience it. When the love is brought to your doorstep, like some of you will be saying, oh, I want to know a true love. I want to know a true love. And then the love arrives and, you st- and you're stalling, you're stalling. So then who do you think is going to wait around for that? You've got to move diligently, move fast and move with sense. I'm all... So you've got the crown here, which is so um, pertinent, this crown um, charm. Because I do see some kind of promotion happening for you Or you leveling up job wise as well And then we've got the moon uh, card here As one of the charms as well Um, And you know I was talking about your moon in the third house So this is that reminder to you You should really really consider starting a podcast And I think that that's going to lead to you writing a book About the work that you do Really strongly consider it is what I'm being told Um, And then we've got the initials D R L and V for Victor, D for Delta, R for Romeo, L for Lima. We've got those um, letters that come out for you as well. So they maybe might mean something to you or somebody who's listening, but you don't need to settle for, um, for, 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 for fractions of people. Yeah. Even this guy or whoever that just, you know, ended the thing and then that breakup happened and you're feeling sad about it. Even this person was giving you a massive gift in saying that you must continue to walk your path. And I feel like that's super important. You must continue to walk your path. So I pray that that resonates and thank you for sending that letter through. And I feel like, should I carry on doing letters when I move to, um, when I move to the website? I feel like I'll carry on doing letters because also when I do the letters on the website, because it's behind a paywall, um, it can just feel more intimate. Like we can really get into things because sometimes I'm doing a reading and I want to share like a personal experience. And I'm like, no, because I know that some idiots also try to pop in and out of listening to this thing. But even they are being changed by my energy. We thank God. Um, But yeah, I pray that that resonates I've really been talking for ages Will I still make it to Argos is the thing We hope so So let me keep it moving Um, Yeah, all right. So let's get to Share Your Magnificence Share Your Magnificence Who did I want to big up first? So many wonderful emails Thank you for everybody there And thank you to the person I think it's Sebastian You were telling me about What's happening with Spotify Spotify, My audiobook of Edge of Here Is on Spotify And you mentioned something About letting people know To get it on Audible instead If they want to support me So do do that Because I don't know what the deal is The publishers didn't tell me Explain anything to me Explain anything to me About how it all works with Spotify So do go on to Audible Anyway, um, let's see. It says here, Dear Kelechi, in London, Sao Paulo and Accra, black girls are becoming the voice of environmental justice education through ACOMA's alternative education model, the pop-up school. The world's first pop-up school for black girls involves reclaiming community spaces in peripheral parts of metropolitan cities to give marginalized black girls an education um, and to give black marginalized black girls an education identity rooted in innovation, critical thinking, collaboration, holistic care, and integration to the arts and STEM project-based learning outcomes. We're raising money for our next pop-up school in Sao Paulo, and you can support. So I'll put the link in the show notes for those who want to support. I've got to remind myself of that. 
Our youth-formed community exhibitions reflect the works of over 200 Black girls from varied backgrounds. For example, our summer pop-up school in London involved helping to develop a Black-owned community allotment in efforts to help Lewisham become a carbon-neutral borough by 2030 in honour of the late Ella Adukisi Debra. Oh, R.I.P. baby girl. Um... Our mission as an organization is to use creative project-based learning ideas to empower and amplify the voices of our student demographic. Black girls who are marginalized from mainstream schooling due to racial discrimination, gentrification, displacement, pupil referral management, and more. Since launching this project at Acoma, we've uh, learned that the demand for black girls holistic pedagogy is high meaning that the social impact of our work needs to become scalable and sustainable for example this fall we'll be using our partnership with sao paulo's cultural sector to boost our services to the entire district of uh, brasillandia in zona norte and um, this means that our second annual pop-up school in brazil takes place this October and we need your help. Sorry, I missed this. You sent this ages ago. By donating to our Just Giving STEM resource fundraiser, you'll be supporting us to resource our STEM learning materials to support our specialist Black Brazilian teachers with their project-based learning workshops, as well as provide nutritious lunches for Black girls who live in favela communities surrounding the space and pay our legal advocate to acquire our CPNJ registration for future grant applications. Thank you for your time and donation. Yours sincerely, Team Akoma. So I will put that um, in the show notes so you can support um, so you can support the initiative because I think that that's wonderful and it's so similar. Well, not so similar, but the energy is similar to why, um, you know, I'm working on the children's home. We have to be able to provide for children, for girls who might not get the opportunity otherwise. And you don't know what you're missing out on. You don't know what they can go on to create tomorrow and not just like what they go on to create tomorrow, just who they get to be as, um, because they've been given certain opportunities, like they deserve that. So two slaps on your chest, Team Akoma, for doing this. And I'll make sure to add to the show notes. Um, my second show, Your Magnificent, actually goes out to Deontay Wilder. Deontay Wilder is a boxer. So like I said, um, I went out on Saturday night. I really, fam, I slept until like 1 p.m. But I said I slept like, Lev will be lying on me weirdly sometimes And we've just Oh god Anyway When we're trying to sleep He just You know how little children They just take up the entire bed space And then you're just there Contorted in one corner Um. So when he went off um For the weekend Or for you know For his weekend I was like Okay finally Let me try and catch up on some sleep You know I said to you Like Saturday Feel like my day off now So Once he was off I was like, let me, you know, I thought, let me get some sleep. So I slept for a while and I didn't realize how tired I was. I was exhausted because really in the week I don't get to stop. So slept, got up, went to the shops. I was out shopping for like maybe four hours to get all of the ingredients to, or three hours to get all the ingredients to make the food um, for Christmas day. And I started prepping certain bits. And finally, when I finished doing all of that around seven, then I went to have my shower well, my bucket bath, let's be serious. And to go and get myself all spruced up to head to Shysty's event. Um, if you don't know Shysty, Shysty is an artist, um, a musician who um, is such an, to me, she's an integral part of Black British culture. We connected the other day because I went to um, 
a lunch that was hosted by Akuya Jim, um, uh, Akuya from the British Blacklist, and she invited wonderful women to come to the dinner. And um, yeah, it, it, we we ate at Wood and Water in Brixton. It's a black-owned restaurant and um, with like conceptual Caribbean food. It was really cool. It was really really cool. So. Shaisti and I got talking. I was doing a reading for another baby girl called Kwelumi. Uh, so I have my, tar- you know, I carry my tarot cards everywhere. But these times I didn't have my tarot cards. I had my tarot dice. So I've got these tarot dice now in my bag. So I ended up doing a reading for her. And Shaisti was just so engaged while we were talking. And I started learning about what she's been doing. And she's gotten really into boxing. And she's created a, her new initiative called the 505 Way um, to just kind of take boxing um, share her perspective on boxing, platform boxing in a way that it's not currently being platformed, especially by like um, black women. So I love that she's doing that. And she said she was going to have a watch party for the Day of Reckoning, which was a series of boxing matches um, taking place on one night. And um, she invited me and I thought, well, boxing isn't really my bag, but to support you, I'll come through. Um, and it was this theater, uh, sorry, this cinema called uh what is it called world or something like world like something whirling around world um in brixton so i go and i'm surprised by how taken in i am by the fights but specifically deontay wilder's fight with um parker so people had mentioned to me in passing before that oh this guy deontay wilder he went on a he took ayahuasca he went and participated in like an ayahuasca ceremony and he's completely changed like his whole demeanor everything has changed about him but I didn't really log it because like I said boxing's not my thing so I start watching this match now and I'm being told by Sabrina who also um came she came with Akuya I believe and she was like he used to be hench like Deontay Wilder used to be much bigger very aggressive like uh, uh, uh. But since this ayahuasca, ayahuasca, he's really like patterned, like he's really like softened up everything. And it was so weird to watch him like lose this fight against Parker. Um, His legs look really slim, like he was getting like punched up. He wasn't there. And at some points when he was getting broke up, he was even smiling. I said, yo, I said, yo, where is going on? What is going on? I was, yeah, it was, it was a lot. Um, but wow, you know, wow. So, um, the matter, well, the, the fight finishes now and they, you know, say that, you know, Parker has won and then they speak to Deontay Wilder, who a lot of people thought, you know, he's going to win. And he was just basically saying, I wish I could find the clip of it, but he was basically saying like, I'm good, you know, like I've saved up a lot of money from my fights and I've invested well. So I, I'm all right. And if I come back, I'll do better next time. And if I don't, well, there are so many things out there to do, but he was smiling so much. And he said like, since going on my ayahuasca journey, I just see everything differently like there's just so much love and beauty in the world and like he said it in such a way I'm basically saying this to now let you know you know I love people all the time and I fall in love like maybe three times a week but I now love him is what I wanted you to know I now love Deontay Wilder 
I think he's 28, so I don't love him, love him, if you go, know I mean, because younger guys, yuck. But um, I love him because while the guys, the men, the black men who um, were attending the watch party, while they were so annoyed and frustrated and disappointed in him for losing the match or for losing the game, whatever you lot call it, losing the fight, um, I was so, I was like doing gun fingers in the air. I was like so proud of him because to me, that is a black man who is doing the work of truly healing. Not some of you who learn language of healing and you're, you just behave in very, very wild ways towards black women. But, um, you could see it like that, that isn't, that is a, that is an involved masculine energy. That is, I, I loved it so much. Like, and I remember Shaisti saying to me when I was doing the reading for Kwelumi, she was like, oh, how, you know, I wasn't, I was in two minds about coming to this lunch today, but I now realized that by being here, it was because I was meant to meet you in person finally. And I felt the same way when I went to that boxing match that I would not have heard Deontay Wilder talk in that way. He would not have really kind of penetrated my consciousness and my reality in that way had I not gone to that watch party and it filled me with so much joy and so to me he was the real winner in that of course Parker won he he delivered a really really great fight but Deontay Wilder was my winner because I want that for more black people but I want that so much with all of my heart for more black men there was such peace to him that it was so beautiful to see it was so incredibly beautiful to see. And even what he said about like, I've invested well, so I'm good. Like he wasn't working from a place of scarcity. He wasn't working from a place of lack. Like you could see that he, like he was in the process of letting the ego die. And that's, I've got to be honest with you. That's one of my biggest challenges, like letting my ego die because you, and you can tell because I, I stay cussing people out. Right. But I'm moving. I can feel myself shifting. I can feel myself shifting in different ways. But to watch him, like that's a black man in front of the world. He's lost this fight. And then there are people who are like, oh, I expected better from you. Rah, rah, rah. Everyone's shouting. Everyone's shouting. That is ideally when your ego will kick in and be like, ah, oh, well, duh, duh, duh. but he wasn't. He was so soft. He surrendered to it. He yielded. And that is one thing that I'm trying to practice more of, and I am practicing more of, to yield to life. When you feel a force coming towards you, rather than trying to resist and push back, that explains a lot of energy. You yield, because sometimes people aren't expecting you to yield, so they fall on their face, right? And he yielded to whatever it was that people had to say, and I I could go on forever, but honestly, this is why I'm looking forward to, to um, doing the ayahuasca retreat in um, 2024, um, at the, you know, um, autumn 2024, it's going to be in Benin. I'm looking forward to doing it. So many people have already said that they want to come. So I'm excited. Um, I'm looking forward to doing it, not just for black women, it's going to be for black people. So some men are allowed to attend. Um, I want so badly for our healing. I want so much for our our healing and um, however I can facilitate us starting to move together on that path, I will gladly do it. You know, I'll gladly organize and um, speak with the people I need to speak with so we can make this um, a big deal. Um, But Deontay Wilder, 
you are magnificent to me. You'll likely never see this, but my baby boy in ayahuasca, I'm so glad that grandmother ayahuasca called you in the way that she called me and has called so many of us. And thank you for speaking love into the world. Thank you so much for showing what healing, the process of healing looks like. Um, I pray that you continue to integrate all of your lessons as I uh, want to for myself. Um, and maybe one day we'll meet, maybe. But for now, just know that I love you. Yes. Two slaps on your chest. So, um, yeah, that's that for Share Your Magnificence. So you mad. Oh, Australia could be a republic by 2026. Also, you stole the land. So don't know what to tell you about that. But I am very happy that the monarchy might be out of here in regards to you. Um, Jonathan Majors has been dropped by the Marvel Universe um, because he was found guilty of um, the charge, some, some of the charges against him. Um, I mean, I listened to the recording when he was telling his white girlfriend to um, embody more of being like Rosa Parks and Coretta Scott King. Um, that should have served a separate jail term or that should have that should have had a jail term attached to it, in my opinion, telling that white woman to do that. But um, whatever, there's no jail term, um, you know, associated with anything. But um yeah, it's just wild scenes. I feel like generally Jonathan's have been moving mad this past week, except for our Jonathan. Um, it says here, Megan Cuniff, you know, the one that re uh, reported on the Megan, the stallion and um, that short, that little devil, what's his name? Tory Lanes that was reporting on that. Megan says here, regarding what exactly Jonathan Majors was convicted of, there's some misinformation out there, including from me. Both assault charges related to what happened inside the car and the harassment charges related to what happened outside. He was acquitted on having anything to do with intent. This means Majors was convicted related to Jabari's finger injury. Jury ruled it was um, reckless but not intentional, but the assault is for the finger injury. Major's attorney is assuming a lot about jury deliberations, but she says jurors didn't believe Jabari about what happened because they said no intent. The jury convicted majors of third degree assault, recklessly causing physical injury. And it's for what happened in the SUV. Um, and then they show some surveillance footage from the trial or they show, yes, they, they show some surveillance footage played at the trial. Um, well, it's a lot. It's a lot. Um, the jury finding Jonathan Majors responsible for Grace Jabari's fractured finger means they did not believe Majors' defense that Jabari was lying about the injury and actually caused it herself. Um, well, would he have been dropped from the... Um, would he have been dropped from the Marvel Universe if he had assaulted a black woman? The jury's out on that. Um... But it's disappointing. It's disappointing. And also, Megan Good, I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what you're doing right now. I don't. I don't. It's like, is it co a coincidence that he assaults a white woman and then suddenly he's with you, a black woman, when the court case comes around? Is that so black women could show him support? I mean, I've been seeing some random things. I've been seeing some 
burner accounts tweeting some random things about, oh, see, you black women are the problem. Why are you not supporting him? Because there's nothing that a white man could ever say about a black woman that will stop me supporting black women. You don't support black women. Stop chatting shit. Stop, stop chatting shit. And this is your bed. You know, you lay in it. You can't go around assaulting people. You you can't. And I don't know what you thought, especially not white women as a black man, especially not white women. That's just not how things work. It's not. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know what you thought you were doing, but Megan also, I don't know what you're doing over there, but um, each to their own. Um, another Jonathan, you know, I should have called it, Annie was saying I should have called this episode the three unwise men, but there are many unwise men. Um, but Jonathan Owens, who is Simone Biles, uh, is he her fiance or whatever? Um, there's been some uproar this week about him saying that he didn't know who Simone Biles was before getting with her. They matched on a dating app and, um, yeah, so the, I feel like the people who were hosting that interview, that podcast, they were being very messy anyway. I don't know why you would conduct an interview in that way, but they basically encouraged him to say that, yeah, he didn't know who Meg, um, who Simone Biles was, like the most de- decorated gymnast of all time. Didn't know who she was. Like there were five moves named after her, but he didn't know who she was. He didn't watch the Olympics, although they found tweets of him tweeting about watching the gymnastics Olympics in 2012. But again, whatever. Um. They're encouraging you to say that you don't know who Simone Biles was at the time that you both were messaging and that you're the catch. Then we've got, um, what's her name? Tiana Taylor um, and Iman Iman Shumpert, whatever his name is. um, They're going through a divorce or whatever because it's come out that he was, she couldn't do certain things, couldn't um, explore or grow in her career because he felt very, very insecure about it. And I just want us to leave collectively in 2023, the spirit of men, specifically black men who are in relationships with black women, trying to humble them, whether they're dating them, marrying them, whatever. Because Halle Bailey, her own guy, when she was doing the promo for um, Little Mermaid and holding hands with one of her castmates who plays her I guess love in The Little Mermaid He's releasing essentially A diss track about her Like People will jump up and say Oh why don't you not Just choose better men Completely ignoring patriarchy Completely ignoring the fact that Who are the better men I feel like you know That there are great people out there Whatever that you can grow with But for the most part People are sick With the ailment of white supremacist heteropatriarchy They are sick And so therefore How do you choose? How do you know? Under patriarchy How do you know What's going to happen? Because for a long time We thought that Tiana and her boo They were really going strong That it was really looking cute over there This is why you can't Put anybody's relationship on a pedestal Because a lot of people are going through it But this spirit of being with a person, being with a partner, specifically a man who is jealous of you because you are, you know, a prolific or you're a high flying black woman, that spirit needs to die. It needs to die in 2023. Because as somebody who's experienced like black men just generally being around me and some trying to neg me and negging means like saying something negative in a jokey way, but persistently, consistently, frequently saying negative things, placing it as a joke when really what they're trying to do is cut you down to size. 
why do you get to ad lib on your podcast and sing whatever song you like? Um, oh, you like karaoke, but I actually have friends who are, you know, big time singers. So I don't enjoy karaoke. Oh, um, I wanted to put you up for this interview at, um, for this daytime show, but you know, they're saying that you're like Marmite and you're too controversial, but like weird things that, or, you know, like, oh, you know, I've always wondered about you watching you from afar. Um, cause who can be the way that you are all the time, unless they're unhinged, like you hear such wild things and it's because a lot of these people haven't realized their potential and if the same way that patriarchy, not the same way, but patriarchy harms women. I'm talking in this case, harms black women and it also harms black men. But instead of the men being frustrated with the system of patriarchy, they become frustrated with black women. And that is a sad space to be. If you feel like, oh yeah, you know, I think black, I want to be with a black woman. I love black women, but she can't ever do better than me. Whatever better means career wise, then maybe stay away from black women. Maybe stay away from women. Just leave them alone. Stay away from people. Just leave us alone. Leave all the people alone because that's weird behavior. So I'm just sending love out there. People are like, oh, it's not that deep. It's not that deep. But that's how the pattern starts. Oh, I didn't know who she was. I mean, what's his name? That Mr. Gumball 3000, he said that about Eve, but he genuinely, as a white man, I guess, didn't know um, about her. But since then, they've been doing their thing. So <laughs> I guess it is what it is. And I am back. You wouldn't even know. <laughs> you would not even know. I was recording and I looked at the time and I was just like, you know what? Let me actually get over to Argos immediately because they closed at five. So I rushed over. I drove like I was Jason Statham. Um, I got there, picked up my bits and then came back to the office. If you're wondering why I did not go earlier on in the day, I could not because there was something I needed from there an item that would only be available from 4 p.m. I needed to come and record here around that time because then, you know, I had to plan it so I could record. Lev will, um, Lev will likely come back around 6 p.m. I just need, you know, I needed everything to match up. So before coming to the office to record the podcast, I spent my time um, tightening up parts of the novel, then doing some extra prep for food for tomorrow then came over to record. So yeah, I've, um, I've been out here. Whoa. It's a lot. I sometimes, and obviously I went on the hunt for, um, pimento seeds. Um, but I got them or pimento berries. I went, I've, I've got them. So now, so that's good. Um, but yeah, this is why there will be no episode next week. I just think that I sometimes I'm just super rushed off my feet and I'm only one person, you know, so no episode next week. Um, and so this is our sort of like ending of this year and I'll see you the second week, I guess, of next year, 2024. I mean, calendar year, because we're not talking about astrological year. The astrological year doesn't end until the end of Pisces season um, or sorry, the kind of beginning of Aries season. So but that's when we go into the new year. Aries season is the new year. Um, anyway, saying all of that, while I had to rush off to um, Argos, while I was waiting in the queue, guess what I did? Guess what I discovered? 
Deontay Wilder is actually 38 years old. He's born 22nd of October, 1985. He's a, is he Scorpio? Or is he just, just making it out of Libra? Anyway, 1985 means he's 38. So therefore it's okay to love him because, you know, if he was younger, I'd be like, oh, no, but he's 38. So that's fine. He is six foot seven. Jesus Christ. A six foot seven, spiritually evolving man. Wow. Wow. Baby, all I want for Christmas is you. God. Anyway, that's by the by. That is by the by. Um, And he's got many children, so I think he's okay wherever he's at. Yeah. Okay there um, But it was really interesting I bring it back up Even though we've moved on To So You Mad To say that Yeah Maybe he shouldn't Like wh- wh- What can we say Should shouldn't But one of the Conversations I was having With a friend Was Whether he should have Saved Ayahuasca For when he'd finished His boxing Thing Because now You know He's talking about retirement He's talking about this He's talking about that But Grandmother Ayahuasca calls to you when she calls to you, you know, and you do it when you do it. But it just goes to show that it is what it is. Like softness is beckoning so many black men. Softness. I know that sometimes the hardness we all form, especially within the black experience, is to protect ourselves so we can navigate this reality or what we deem to be reality. But our soul is yearning for us to recognize it and to soften up. So anyway, I'll stop talking. Leave this man alone. Um, but yeah, the, back to what we were saying. Basically, the Jonathans are really going through it for various reasons, except for our Jonathan. Um, and that's a sad state of affairs. Um, well, for my so well, straw of the week, aka suck your mum. Capricorn season is going to be very interesting January 2024 is going to be generally very interesting Pluto will be making creeping ever closer Being there in Aquarius And just many things will go on One of the things that will go on Is that dozens of documents naming Jeffrey Epstein's victims and associates Will be made public in 2024 Wow A federal judge in New York has ordered the names of dozens of uh, Jeffrey Epstein's alleged victims and associates to be made public in 2024, according to documents. The order, issued Monday by uh, Judge Loretta A. Preska, is the latest filing in a settled case by Virginia Roberts Dufresne, an American woman who claimed Epstein sexually abused her while she was a minor, and that um, Ghislaine Maxwell... Or Jillian Maxwell, whatever she calls herself Epstein's former girlfriend and longtime accomplice Aided in the abuse Epstein was indicted in 2019 On federal charges of operating a sex trafficking ring In which he allegedly sexually abused dozens of underage girls The multimillionaire died by suicide, allegedly In jail while, waiting, while awaiting trial Prosecutors in New York indicted Maxwell on sex trafficking charges involving multiple victims. She was convicted in 2021. 
While the 2015 defamation lawsuit brought by Jufre was settled in 2017 and placed under a protective order, parts of it have been unsealed since then as Jufre, Maxwell and a number of third party figures have debated what should and shouldn't be released in the public. In August 2019, the US Court of Appeals for the Second Circuit unsealed um, hundreds of pages of documents a day before Epstein died in prison, ruling that the district court judge had improperly sealed hundreds of filings. That judge has since died. Before I even go on, I want us to understand that the names that get revealed aren't the most powerful names. I would like to also know who you think will be revealed of the black people in our society because there are black people black women even who will be on that list I just would like to know if we're thinking of the same people because let me tell you what I did let me tell you what baby girl did after I was reading um the um, I was sent by Jazrina um very very interesting um posts and I went to go and like start doing my own digging and I was reading about this um astrologer who I think his name is Colby Barrett um, I've actually booked an astrology session with him. Um, and he was talking about the fact that January 7th, I believe it is, or is it January 4th? One of them. And he was basically talking about Pluto um, will be at the 29 degrees of Capricorn and Jeffrey Epstein's son, his, his, his son, as in his star sign, is at 29 degrees of Capricorn. So I started thinking about all of the other people who might have Capricorn placements who are involved in this because Pluto being there means that um, the ill use of power is about to be unveiled. So I feel like something's definitely going to come back for um, Andrew, as in Prince Andrew, amongst other people. And it's funny, isn't it, how our birth charts still continue to work even after we've physically left this plane, um, or not physically left, spiritually left this plane. Um, yeah, our birth charts still continue to operate. So I looked up a certain um, soul conversationalist and I saw that they're a Capricorn rising, I believe. And they have 29 degree placements. And then I looked up another person who might be strutting their last runway very soon. And I found interesting Capricorn placements there too. So Pluto is definitely rounding up the girlies But I would be interested to know who you think Because I was disappointed by a certain auntie Because, well, both aunties really Because why is it that whenever there are evil men afoot You are there We will find you there Why? Why is it that you only want to know bad guys? Butt guys You only want to know butt guys You only want to know criminals Ah. From when our good auntie went and um, accepted that blood diamond, like, oh God, God. The women you gave us as role models are acting up, Lord. They're acting up. Now I have to wonder about certain people's schools. And was that a front for, like, let me not, let me not, because auntie's money is long. Auntie's money is long. I don't want no problems. Hmm. I'm only just starting to forgive myself for certain things I'll now go and bring more wahala on my head To forgive myself for Please 
Let me mind my own. But all I'm saying is that it's about to get very, very sticky for a few, for a few people going forward. Once Pluto finishes what Pluto is doing in Capricorn. And I've got my Mars in Capricorn at 28 degrees where it's exalted. So I'm not one of them lot, but I feel like something will happen that kind of, I don't want to speak too much. I don't want to speak too much. Oh, anyway, let's carry on. But isn't it just convenient that that nasty dickhead died just as these things were being revealed? Huh? And like I said, we're only going to find out the people who aren't pulling the strings. That's all. Um, The appeals court then remanded the case back to the district court to go through the rest of the documents individually and determine determine what should be what could be unsealed. Judge Prescott, who has since taken over the case, ruled for the unsealing of more documents in July 2020, including Maxwell's 2016 deposition related to the lawsuit, as well as emails and depositions by others. Many of the alleged victims gave public interviews and have already been identified by the media, while others did not raise an objection to the unsealing of the documents, according to Prescott's Monday order. Prescott is giving the Jane and John Doe's 14, day, uh, 14 days to file an appeal before the parties confer and make the documents public. As for the Epstein Associates, it's unclear how many have been investigated for alleged wrongdoing or will be. Some of the victims will remain unnamed due to the sensitive nature of the crimes and sexual nature, abuse of minors, um, the order says. The order says Epstein's associates, one of whom played a role in his sex trafficking crimes and another whose name came up in the criminal trial, will also have their documents, documents unsealed in full. Some of the documents to be released include information of those who have died, including one person who died in 2018, but was widely associated with Epstein and featured in photos at Epstein's island residence on Little St. James in the U.S. Virgin Islands. The order says they will also include people associated with Maxwell. After Epstein's death, the U.S. Attorney's Office in Manhattan indicated it would focus on the conspiracy charge against Epstein, which accused him of working with employees and associates to operate a vast sex trafficking ring involving dozens of girls. Epstein pleaded guilty to two Florida prostitution charges in 2008 and served 13 months in prison. I also would like you to note that after he served this sentence, Bill Gates still your boy, Bill Gates, still hung out with him. He just couldn't remember that he went to his Manhattan uh, townhouse. He couldn't remember. But um, I'm just going to let you do with that info what you will. Um, uh, correction, a previous version of this story gave the incorrect year of Ghislaine Maxwell's conviction. It was in 2021. Um. It's about to get very wild out in these streets. It really is. But we said that that veil was to be lifted and we were going to see things that we did not want to see. But it's an exercise in us learning to take people off pedestals, myself included. Because again, like I said, this whole podcast has been a real journey. And there was a chunk where a certain woman, I would talk about her with reverence. And then now I'm just like, yuck. 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 
what is done in the dark will eventually come to the light. And I also want you to remember, whatever comes out, I wrote my novel before any of this came out because that's the wildest shit to me. Even when I was writing Edge of Here, I'll be writing things and like, I'll start seeing newspaper clip or articles about the things. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I really need to write myself three million pounds. I just need to write it into a story that I have it because clearly the things that I write come true. And I went to, I was at the, I was one of the guests at the Trouble Club Big Night Out. Um, That was really good at Conway Hall. So I spoke about the book and I was interviewed by uh, Francesca, who um, who's part of the Trouble Club. And she was phenomenal. She was such a fantastic interviewer. You know, like, first of all, as a white woman, she slapped. She, the questions, the insight, I loved it. She was asking me things that felt like, yes, you've read this book. I've, I'm interviewed by people and I'm like, you didn't read the whole thing. I know you didn't read the whole thing. Fine. But um, she, no, nah, she read Edge of Here Down. So I commend you for conducting such a fantastic interview. And the crowd, the audience for the Trouble Club, they were very, very brilliant. So it was great to talk with them. But I remember when I was talking, I said that to me, what I'm coming to realize about writing is that it's the spell. You're When you're writing, you're working a spell. And if I work that spell well, you are able to conjure in your mind or it's able to conjure in your mind the very thing that I'm seeing Isn't that amazing That you are able to see what I see Do you see what I see You're able to see it In your mind's eye That's an incredible spell But this spell feels like it's going further Where things are actually showing up But I don't think that's because I'm like super woo woo I think like I'm just a pattern identifier I identify patterns And I guess where the pattern's likely to go next As do some other people Um and so when I was writing, uh, ooh, uh, ooh, I was about to say the title. I don't know if I've ever said the title of the novel, but I had to pull myself back there. Um, when I was writing the novel, um, I was writing based on what I hope for these subterranean sex trafficking or child trafficking for sex networks. And it feels like it's about to happen. And then meantime, my book is not coming out till 2025. They might have to rush it because you can't have me out here looking like I came late to the party. You might have to rush that. (laughs) Might just. Maybe aim for end of 2024. I don't know. But we'll see. Um, But the book will come out when it needs to come out. You know, it'll come out when it's ordained to come out. It is what it is. Um, So my straw of the week basically goes to all of the people who are likely to be um, revealed to us, exposed to us as being um, acquaintances of Jeffrey Epstein. Because I don't know if I'll have an episode out by then or if I'm coming back, um, you know, if I'm recording afterwards. But I just want that to be noted that I want you to suck on a straw and choke. That's what I want for you. I'm too experienced to be taken for a straw. To experience for someone to rock and roll I'm too experienced to be taken for a ride And I know it's not my foolish pride What a tune, what a tune Um, Just wanted to come out of my soul randomly That's all I have to say Merry Christmas to those who celebrate Um, 
just sending so much love out there into the world. I hope you enjoyed the guided visualization exercise earlier. And I hope that you are able to leave in this year, this calendar year, what no longer serves your highest good. I pray for peace for you. I pray for immense joy. I pray for never ending love in your lives. Um, And I pray that anybody who's on a similar path to me, that you are courageous enough to forgive yourself for that which you need to forgive yourself for, however minute, however mundane. Um, Release yourself from the places, from the times you didn't know better and continue to move forward because that's what counts. Not the points where, not just the points where you found yourself like, down and out, but what you do from that point onwards. So that's it, I guess. A very different change or different energy from last week's episode. Sending you all of the love. And um, I guess the flip side will be 2024. Yeah, 2024. Catch you on the flip side. Peace. Oh my God. Oh my God. No, actually I'm back. I'm back. Not the flip side just yet. I forgot a major straw. Oh my God. Oh my God. All right. Quick, quick, quickly, really, really quickly. Another straw goes out to Pullman Theatre. I almost forgot. So I'm trying to sort out the live show for next year. You know, I was aiming to do a live show to finish off um, SYM in April. So even though I'll stop recording from the end of Jan, um, this particular podcast, we were going to kind of have a farewell, hurrah, live show around April. Um, Annie has been working with me on this. Um, I reached, well, she reached out to Pullman Theatre um, as a venue because I wanted, I think they're like a 400 and something capacity venue. I just wanted it to be cute, intimate, that sort of vibe. Um, and so she reaches out to them and they come back and they're like, yeah, sounds lit. We'll do that. This is the cost. This is the cost. I was going to say this is the cost. This is the cost um, to to do it um, for you. And I'm like, yeah, I'll raise the money. I'll be all right. I can raise that. I can raise that amount. But can we lower it a little bit? Just a teeny bit because this is my budget. They take ages to come back. And then they come back and they're like, oh, um, some woman called Charlotte or person called Charlotte says, um, oh, well, we tried to call you as an Annie, but you didn't answer. We needed to let you know that before we go ahead with any show, we researched the people who were putting it on. And um, Kelechi seems to have made um, seemingly um, anti-Semitic comments in recent years. And so for that, and because we're part of the core group, A-C-C-O-R group, we're not going to be able to, we, we don't, we won't be going ahead with this. So I responded because I just thought you're not going to try that with me. You're not going to try that with me. Comments that were already um, addressed in 2021 with articles that you would find on the internet, but you're not talking about that. You're talking about my support for Palestine. That is what you're talking about. So because I'm not supporting genocide, I can't use your theater to put on my show. I called and I left a voice note and I said, you're basically disgusting because I know exactly what this is about. It couldn't be about anything else because other venues that I've done shows that this and that at don't, they, they haven't come up with this, but you're doing this because I'm not supporting Israel's um, 
nasty war on the Palestinians. That's fine. You can keep your theater and all of you can suck out for an eternity and I'll find a venue or will be well. There'll be a venue where I'll put on the show as I've done many, 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 many other shows because I'm a bad man like that. You can't hold a baby girl down. I'll continue to do what I'm doing, but isn't it funny? And this is what I'm saying. Like certain dickheads will run up on Twitter, start running their mouth about, oh, well, have you done this? This is another example of losing or seemingly losing things in real time, right? Not being able to go ahead with certain things because I'm supporting Palestine. That's 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 what you're saying. It doesn't faze me though. Like I said, nothing can be lost, really. You just keep moving. So to Pullman Theatre, to the Accor group, to Charlotte, all of you can suck out, suck out until you can't suck anymore and then your eyes roll back in your head and you pass out. Yeah? Now catch you on the flip side. Peace. It's the Ben's Brunani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this Keep it sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea, we are go sippy, yo Hard time scrolling for your long shorts You might learn something you never know Collect you find, and she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you mind